Well, thank you everyone for joining this week's live Chisel Chat. Um, I'm excited to dig in. As a note, our um, live Chisel Chats are a 20-minute conversation um, to provide you some kind of quick updates on tactics and strategies that you can use for your digital advertising campaigns. As marketers ourselves, um, I will chat through with a different guest um, to help better understand the impacts um, that our kind of new environment can have on our digital advertising strategy. And super excited to have um, Corbin join this week to ch chat through political advertising. So welcome Corbin. Good to be here. So as we approach the November election, I think a lot of candidates and you know political agencies and consultants are basically rewriting their voter outreach strategies. Not only do we have you know, COVID-19 um, having a huge impact on how potential, you know, how different agencies can actually reach out to potential voters, but we also have you know, a lot of new guidelines around political advertising that have really changed how campaigns can use you know, digital to engage with potential voters. Um, so I think, you know, to say the least, like this November election should be really interesting um, for advertising. So today I'm chatting with Corbin on our team to kind of dig in um, and better understand the opportunity um, as well as maybe some of the challenges that are available um, or like impacting political advertising. So, you know, before we dig in um, to today's chat, Corbin, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes, you know, as it relates to the political game, um, started out like many folks do, you know, young and working on field projects. Um, you know, I moved up the ladder to managing regions and different offices for elected officials. Um, worked on to uh, working or managing war rooms. And then I was the deputy campaign manager for a mayoral race out in Nashville prior to working on a field consulting firm. Cool, yeah, and Corbin's now on our team and he works with our you know, marketplace quality um, team and is kind of our go-to expert on you know, political and as well as you know, how it can impact digital advertising. So that ties to my next question, you know, on like a super high level, like how is political advertising, you know, going to be different this election cycle? Mm. I, for the most part, you know, it's sad to see that field has kind of gone out the window, um, you know, with our social distancing measures that are in place to keep everyone safe. So you're gonna see a lot of campaigns shifting to traditional media and online media to put their message out there. And I think it's very possible to see that, you know, this shift towards digital advertising and away from field uh, will continue in later, you know, non-pandemic election cycles, you know, once consultants and campaign managers realize the benefit of it. Um, yeah. Know, as well as like major platforms like Google, Twitter, and Facebook, you know, are changing their policies around political advertising. Twitter has, you know, forbidden it completely while Facebook um, is running their business off of it. So there's a lot of changes in the space right now. Yeah, and it's definitely something if you're, um, you know, looking to run ads for, you know, political races, uh, making sure you're, 
um, aware of the new guidelines and we'll kind of dig into some of that um, mm -hmm. later with Corbin. So, so I think, you know, looking back at like what brought us to, especially like on the changes for, you know, the different platforms, um, you know, I think the 2018 election cycle definitely sparked a lot of changes across digital. Um, and I think that, you know, on our side, like of as a digital advertising provider, um, we definitely had to put different things in place. So what are the like core constraints that kind of we put into place at Chuzel? Yes, you know, and working with our industry partners, um, you know, we have a couple of things that we need to go over. Um, our seed audiences need to be larger than 5,000 unique users, and that'll be both cookies and devices for all elections. And this is just to put in place to create uh, more exposure around the ads. So your ads are reaching a more diverse group of individuals. Um, dynamic creative optimization, you know, or the changing of the creative based on the data that's available uh, is going to be prohibited. And third-party ad serving is going to be restricted to ad servers that are pre-approved for um, you know, political clients that we have. Um, and by following these, we, uh, you ensure that you are in compliance with all guidelines. So you don't have to worry later on down the road you know, if you violated um, certain re regulations. Cool, yeah, that's super helpful. I think, you know, as, you know, campaign managers or um, political consultants are looking to leverage um, programmatic advertising for their, you know, political advertising campaigns, what are some of the tactics that are available to, to them? Both, you know, we're biased to choose all, but uh, there's a lot of them out there. Yes, uh, I think CRM onboarding and third-party data providers are going to be a great way to leverage the data that your campaign might already have and reach those individuals online. Um, I think what's very important is getting into the connected TV game. Um, you know, CTV is you know content accessed by apps that are streamed over smart TVs, mobile, or OTT over-the-top devices. And this allows you to serve uh, ads on those devices, deliver a big screen experience. And due to social distancing and, you know, media consumption trends right now, you know, streaming services have seen a 26% gain in usage and more Americans are at home in front of their screens more than ever. So it's very important to take advantage of this time um, while you can. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, something, you know, big TV buys have been you know, somewhat inaccessible to kind of local races. Um, and now, you know, with the um, addition of connected TV, you really can, you know, quickly leverage, you know, that channel to, you know, reach constituents um, pretty easily with, you know, maybe a video ad that you already have created for your campaign. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of going into my next question, I think, you know, when, we look at, you know, just digital advertising as a whole, like there's a lot of, you know, really common like campaign metrics um, that are used. So it can be like awareness, engagement, conversion, um, but all of those can be, you know, like really different in the political space. Um, so like what kind of would you suggest would be good to focus on for campaigns and races um, as they, you know, leverage the um, political or programmatic advertising. 
Yeah, and you know, it depends on what the race is and what at what point in their cycle they are. Um, you know, if they're gonna be in the general this November, I think the point should still be on persuasion and collecting data and getting your voter list together. And then, you know, you'll have the data in place, you'll be continuing to advertise on it, and you can move, easily move that over to a GOTV play once we get closer to election day. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think what, I guess the biggest takeaways that I hope people get is, um, you know, a lot of campaigns and races already have a lot of that um, voter data and, you know, different universes that they've already created of their potential voters and, you know, the, especially those persuasion ones. Um, so very similar to what they would do in like a field strategy, they can then take that online um, pretty easy. Um, with programmatic, it's just, you know, a different medium to reach the end user and um, it's slightly different than what we've seen before, um, especially like on a local level. So it should be interesting. Um, so going to my final question, um, do you have any kind of final thoughts um, that you want to add in? Yeah, it, it would be to take advantage of the times that we're in right now. Um, we have millions of people at home on their screens, you know, and coupled with our current political climate, I mean, there's no better time to get into programmatic advertising. Uh, these media consumption trends are going to drop back down to normal levels, but they're still going to retain a solid user base on these platforms. So it's important to get into this space while you have the maximum amount of um, viewers or voters there. And another thing would just be get ahead of your competition here. You know, CTV and programmatic is still entering into the space. And if you're the first person on a local race or a state leg race that's you know, utilizing CTV, it's gonna blow your competition out of the water because these are voters that have never been contacted in this manner. So it's important to get in on the front end of things and not wait for the trend to pass and realize you've missed it. Yeah, um, I think that's a great kind of tip and suggestion. Um, for any races. So if you want to learn more about, you know, political advertising and what kind of Chisel can do, um, check out our blog. We have several different uh, posts. Corbin actually published one last, last week um, on some kind of tips and tricks. We also have a full um, kind of guide on, you know, the different tactics and strategies that you can use within political ca campaigns. Um, so to kind of wrap everything up for today, um, we're going to be off uh, next week for our live Chisel Chats, but you can tune in on July 7th as we chat with a member of our account management team about search retargeting um, and the different strategies there. We have also launched our Chisel Chat as a podcast. Um, so if you missed any of our previous shows, um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or any podcast streaming service. And would love for you to give it a listen and to tune in to our live Chisel Chats. So thank you so much, Corbin. And great to chat with you today. Yep.